everyone. I am Carla Jakubovic, hostess of the Swiss Learning Podcast, and thanks for listening. Swiss Learning represents 13 prestigious schools in Switzerland, and they're experts at finding the right fit for each student. On this podcast, we will showcase alumni from each one of these schools to share their success stories and insights with you. Today, our podcast welcomes Maria Schuster, an alumna from Lausanne American School. Maria, welcome to the show. Hello, it's really nice to be here. Thank you so much. Maria, could we begin by asking you to introduce yourself to our listeners? Of course. Hello, everyone, once again. My name is Maria Schuster. I'm Polish. I'm 19 years old, and just a couple of months ago, I've graduated from LAS, Les American School in Switzerland, and currently I'm studying in Sciences Po Paris, um, campus Hans. Excellent. Maria, before we chat about Lausanne, Let's talk about Switzerland. How did you end up there? That's a really interesting question. Actually, that's a that's a good story because when I was in Polish high school, I was really looking for opportunities to develop myself, to further my education. I was really dreaming of something international, of going abroad. But with the current uh, well, things I could I had in my disposal, I started looking for any kind of scholarships or maybe just programs that could potentially grant my like outdoor, like international education. I started looking for any kind of competition like this, and I found Cambridge class. Cambridge class is a scholarship process that is founded by LIS, but it's in a made in a cooperation with Cambridge University Polish Society. They granted back in the year when I was when I was applying, they granted two scholarships per year. They had an entire application process that I was lucky enough and really happy enough to to win. And that's how I ended up in Lausanne particularly. That is so exciting. Um, now some people think Switzerland is a boring country for older people. Could you help us debunk that theory? Because we think Switzerland is a country that offers tons of incredible adventures. Oh, absolutely. I miss Switzerland. I think of it so much. It made me really develop myself as a person, as as, as my character. I was always an outdoorsy person, but Switzerland and living in the Alps, it really made me develop that. I would go camping with friends or hiking, skiing during winter. But that's the more obvious side of Switzerland, the one that's also obvious to tourists. But Switzerland to live in is just such a beautiful country. Going to Geneva sometimes to study in the United Nations Library or just going to Stad or Lausanne, Montreux, just to sightsee, go around, practice language. Or even what's amazing is that back at the time I didn't really speak French, so I was also able to communicate in English with everyone. Generally, Swiss society is really organized, welcoming. It's such a place that feels like home from the very beginning. It is a really, really wonderful country I extremely miss. Thank you, Maria. That actually sounds really exciting and the opposite of boring. So thank you. <laughs> exactly. Now, when arriving and walking into LAS campus for the very first time, what was your first impression? Oh, my. I remember when I was driving, actually, since I had so many things and I'm still from Europe, I was driving from Poland to Switzerland at the proud age of 16 with my mom, my father and my uncle. It was an entire family trip to the Alps and to see my proud school. And I remember going up the mountain and at some point there started being no household. We could just see fields and we started being a little bit frightened. I remember my parents joking, hey, where are we leaving you? Where are we dropping you off? 
And that was the moment when we entered Lausanne and we could see just buildings everywhere once again. We're above the clouds and then we get to the Grand Hotel, which used to be a hotel and a hospital right now is LAS main like headquarters, let's say, the campus of Bella Park. And I remember just realizing my dream from always to study in Hogwarts. <laughs> oh boy, what an experience. What a place to live in. It is a stunning place. It surely is. Now, how quickly does one begin to feel at home? I think this is, this is a really good question. And I would say that Of course, it depends on personality. I personally think I'm an adjustable person, but generally it's an international school. So no one really is at home. That's why it forces us, it really pushes us a little bit to create a home far away from home. Also, people at LAS, they really increase this as a this ability. They really help us adjust. They really make this place more to feel more to feel more at home. They make us comfortable in there. So of course it needs like we need to adjust. Everyone's in a different country, speaking different language. We go to any kind like different kind of educational system. But since usually teenagers arrive there, they are adjustable. I think it is pretty quick when people start forming any kind of attachment to the place and uh, feeling of family and home. And I think what you said is very true. The fact that no one is from there and essentially everyone is from somewhere else, it does help create a bond that, you know, you're all literally in the same boat trying to adjust to a completely new country and a new language and a new temperature and just a new surrounding altogether. So, yeah, I do agree that that uh, plays a huge role in making everyone feel at home faster. Uh, did you have roommates from different nationalities? Yes. Oh, yes. Actually, in my 11th grade, there was such a big grade of mine. When I arrived, I arrived in 11th grade. There was such a big grade that I was not located in a dorm for 11th graders. I was located in Bella Park, the one I already mentioned before. That was generally meant like made to be for 12th graders. And there were a couple of us 11th grader plays there as well. At the beginning, I was with a Ukrainian roommate of mine. And then after a couple of months, we were able to do a little switch. I really quickly bonded with my still current best friend, Aiko, half Korean, half Japanese. We moved in together. We lived in for one and a half years straight. And I think besides the proper use of chopsticks, this relationship has taught me so much. The understanding, the behavior of being able to live in, like with someone on a, such a, like maybe not a small place, but still two beds just next to each other for one and a half years. That was a really bonding experience. I'm still in touch with Aiko. And um, she even came to me to Poland for a month, twice. And that's how close we were. That's so nice. Uh, and I love how it is such a cultural gift to have the opportunity to, <laughs> right, to live with other cultures and learn from them. Do you think that having roommates also teaches compromise at a young age? I think so. I think so. Um, of course, some of us are raised as only child. Some of us have many siblings. It definitely depends on a particular household, how we are raised. And LAS, on generally boarding schools, they give the opportunity of adjusting. And since we start at a very young age, we are compromising. But at the same time, we're taught to stand up for, our, for ourselves. So that's really good. At the one hand, we have a feeling of community and just compromising to each other, making everyone feel comfortable. On the other hand, we have the feeling of 
what we need to feel comfortable. We are taught to stand up for ourselves. That's really important as well, especially among so many cultures, because this is a huge advantage, but sometimes it can just lead to some kind of misunderstanding. Absolutely. So, Maria, what are your absolute favorite memories from your years as a boarder at LES? Oh, you know what? You just asked me this right after I finished my exam season here. And I was when I was writing my exam from political science, I was thinking of my global politics teacher of I, from IB. He was teaching me for two years. Dr. Campanara, if you're reading this, you are my star if you're listening to this. But... I was, re- I was writing this exam and I was thinking of all the theories he told me in a way that I just remembered perfectly. He would do little dances during class <laughs> to make us remember some particular international mechanisms. And he would always jump to tell us during essays that that's our moment to shine. And just like all the small things I have in my head at least once a week just writing my essays right now, studying global politics, thanks to him. (laughs) But besides that, there are also many other things. We had beautiful banquets. We had Mexican nights, um, Asian nights as well. We have like brilliant Chinese New Year, something like twice a year, like once a year, so twice for me. Um, Of course, skiing sometimes, where it was clear sky and we were just above the clouds, but at the same time, it was so shiny and There was so much snow everywhere that sometimes it would collapse one meter down, but it was still such an amazing surrounding. There are many, many things I keep coming back to, but especially uh, my global politics teacher that I really come back to with my with my thoughts and uh, LIS theater. Unfortunately, I managed to participate only once because my experience was a little bit limited due to COVID, but in my 11th grade, for the first time ever, I participated in a musical theater, and that was a breaking experience for me because I was working in theater since I was eight. I was always performing, usually only in Polish, actually, and that was a great passion of mine. But then at LAS, I got the opportunity to actually rehearsal for singing. I did not know how to sing. I managed to learn particular songs just for this musical, but we would rehearsal a couple of times a week for months. And we managed to pull out an amazing The Adams Family musical that I still come back to recordings. And I think of it, how blessing it was, because that taught me to, and the teachers that I was with, they really taught me to act in English. They taught me maybe not how to sing perfectly, but how to manage and generally deal with my voice. So theater, sports side, not only skiing, but rock climbing as well. Where else would I try rock climbing if not in the Alps? And once again, the academic side of it. So for example, my politics teachers I mentioned. Such, such lovely memories. What were your favorite things to do on campus? Oh, actually, there are definitely many I have to mention because I already mentioned COVID. So because of that, I was mainly on campus for majority of the mm-hmm. time. Um, and in Lausanne at LIS, we have uh, Magic Mountain Athletic Center, MAC. And isn't it the most beautiful athletic center I've ever been to? Huge rock climbing wall, treadmills, basketball, football, volleyball, whatever you want, really. I would I would spend some time in there, especially just learning rock climbing, since this is a passion of mine I really developed at LIS. But that was one of the great memories of mine, how sometimes we would just unite with friends and have our small competitions, who's going to jump on trampoline higher. And that was the place where we really unite and stop being stressed about school. But besides that, also sometimes banquets or how we would integrate together in the cave or 
oh, ski days, once or twice a semester, when there was a beautiful surrounding, they would just call out or like call off our lessons. And then we would ski for the entire day. There was also such an opportunity. I remember how once in the morning they didn't tell us we have a ski day. We normally went to class. And then our teacher in about fifth, tenth minute of the class was like, and now close your notebooks and everyone thinks it's a test. And he goes, and go skiing. So that was that was an experience I'll always remember. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, Maria, you speak three languages, English, Polish, and French. Did you learn French at LAS? I think this is the reason why I'm at Sciences Po right now, actually. My French teacher, Miss um, <laughs> Miss Brockfield, once again, a wonderful person. She has uh, finished, she has graduated from Sciences Po herself. And she was actually the first person ever to tell me something about Sciences Po. I was a little bit intrigued, but back at the time, I was like, I'm not sure that France is exactly what I'm aiming for. And even though I know I was not her brightest student, just because there were many bright students, however, I was really trying. But I sometimes think that, I sometimes remember myself being absolutely hammered with work and not really feel like doing something. Of course, I was in high school, really tired. And then I thought of my teacher that was just so honest and so committed to teaching and so good at what she was doing that I just wanted to actually walk and not disappoint her. That was also one of my reasons to study. She really taught me a lot from French. She, I think that's only between us two, how much she told me, how much we went through. And uh, thanks to her, I had really good basis because I started learning French in Switzerland. Thanks to her, I really knew a lot of French. I was bold enough to then just start to go to coffee shops, whatever, and start speaking a little bit of French. And that's when I arrived to France and I was able to hold a basic conversation and start developing in French. I'm not saying I'm fluent, but I'm definitely getting there. And for two and a half years of learning language, it's good. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, Maria, what skills does a boarding school equip you with? Oh, definitely independence, but that's an obvious one. That's definitely an obvious one. I remember at the end of 12th grade, we would have cooking lessons for people who didn't exactly know how to cook. I was I was lucky enough that I was somewhat into cooking, but there are people who just like never really got an opportunity to cook because we had a brilliant cafeteria at LAS. And then, well, we're given this opportunity right now at university. I can see there's no more cafeteria to go to. So it was a really important class to take for many, many people, just basic cooking class. I think it was called There's More to Life Than Instant Noodles, which is a really, really catchy phrase. But besides, um, besides like this really obvious part of independence, there's also um, adjustability. I think that's definitely what LAS skips generally boarding and international schools. They give you that. They also make you feel a little bit more connected to either your continent or world as a whole. They make you more of a global citizen. That's also um, the statement of LAS. They make you global citizens. And um, I definitely feel more like one. I have bigger needs of developing and traveling and I was always a pretty curious of life person. I, after all, wanted to go abroad and try, but LAS showed me how much more there is to discover, how many cultures, how many differences. It gives you this acceptance towards other people's behavior really often because, of course, we are raised in different cultures. So this makes you more um, inclusive, more accepting, 
more adjusting, I would say, and definitely more of a global courteous citizen. That sounds very accurate. Maria, you are now studying political sciences and government at Sciences Po in France. What are your professional goals and aspirations? Oh, I, well, I'm still 19 years old. I do have some time to settle and it is really hard to say exactly what I'm planning to do right now. However, I think that before LIS, I was a little bit more lost with what I wanted to do. I had this huge passion for theater and I was actually planning to go to drama school. Um, then I really got to develop in both politics and drama. And I think that maybe politics is a little bit more for myself. After all, there is a little bit of acting and diplomacy. But <laughs> I think that this word is a little bit what I'm aiming for in the future. I, I'm hoping to work for public, not in the private sector, and not exactly as a national actor, but more of an international stage. So after Sciences Po and after my exchange year after Sciences Po, I'm planning to um, apply to a law school and hopefully go into international law. But once again, after finishing international law, most likely I will end up in a corporation or any kind of private sector because I need to gain experience. I cannot become an international judge just yet. Um, but of course, It is floating everywhere. I don't exactly know if I'm going to end up in international law sector or maybe something a little bit different. It differs. It still floats. That's more or less what I'm aiming for right now. As you mentioned, you still have some time to figure it out. And I just have an inkling that you will end up uh, on the right path. No doubt about that. Maria, talk to us a little bit about the transition from boarding school to university life. It's, I wouldn't say it's heavy. It's a little bit freeing in some way. On the other hand, it feels a little bit weird. At the beginning of Sciences Po, I sometimes felt like there's no curfew that I need to be <laughs> home before. But on the other hand, I would be I was living alone. And sometimes I would just leave alone and not clean up my desk right now. And I was like, how good that no one's checking, that I don't have a roommate to take care of. But sometimes in late evenings, I was like, maybe I actually would like a roommate. Maybe I would like a person to check in on me and simply talk, have a chit chat. So there are pros, there are, there are cons. I think that I did have my time before boarding school as just leaving with my parents in Poland with public education. Then I did have my absolutely precious and really shaping time at LIS and um It maybe I think I've had enough, not in a way that I was tired of it. I just had enough. That was the period that was shaped me and I needed to move on. It was not like I was escaping, but right now I'm here and I can see myself developing further thanks to the experience I gained at LAS. So, of course, sometimes I would be LAS sick. I would be Switzerland sick, especially since I don't live close to the mountains anymore. And that was a really sad experience to realize when I looked on the map. <laughs> But overall, overall, it is a little bit of a freeing experience, a little bit of um, experience that once again makes you gain even more independence. But LAS is a, and generally boarding schools are a great, like, are a great middle stage between one and another. I see many of my friends just leaving their parents' places, leaving their national, like living their nation, living their country. 
and being a lot like being a little homesick or missing your parents or just feeling weird by themselves. For me, I had this stage in between. That was a really good step for me to take to gain a little bit more independence, to adjust, and now I'm adjusting to be fully on my own. I completely agree with you that boarding school is a stepping stone in making it a smoother transition from uh, school to from high school to to university. So that's a great point, Maria. At the top of your 19 years of age, what is your personal definition of success? <laughs> hmm, uh, it's been really shifting. I think I really started off. A couple of years ago, when I started even thinking of any kind of success, as appreciation from others, as recognition. And I think I've grown to the point when, of course, appreciation and recognition is a nice thing. And no one will tell me otherwise. <laughs> um, still, I think I've grown to the point where I'm able to say that at this point, success is self-fulfillment for me. And does it sound cliche? Yes, a little bit. But cliches come from somewhere. They're usually true. And for me, it's a little bit of self-fulfillment. Sometimes I I just have a gut feeling that I'm not doing something I should, that I don't feel great doing something. I should simply follow something else. Maybe I just don't know why yet. But success for me is doing something that doesn't make me have a gut feeling to go against it in a way. For me personally, like really in my personal life, it is um, helping others. Once again, I mentioned international law earlier. What I didn't mention is that I really hope to get into human rights and particularly human rights to access to education. I think that education and and human rights are really, really my niche and my field that I was working on for a couple of years. And when I'm doing projects in this, it just makes me feel great. It makes me feel like I'm doing something good, but it doesn't make me feel like a hero. Oh, I'm so great. It just makes me feel fulfilled. And that's what I'm aiming for. That's that's part of success for me. Just feeling fulfilled and giving something to others. I absolutely love it. Maria, what advice would you offer students who are still in school? Is there something you would encourage them to do because it might serve them well in the future? Definitely. I have something really particular in my head, and I think it applies both to people at LIS and to further audience. For me, it's the fact that when I arrived to school, like 16 year old, really proud winner of the scholarship and everything, I had high expectations towards myself. And I felt like I needed to really experience LIS and enjoy every minute there and take everything on. But I also took on international baccalaureate, a really hard diploma. And the point is that at some point it gets tiring. At some point I got overwhelmed. At some point I started missing my mom and being far away from home. I was also not that fluent in English back at the time. And everything just piled up. And I not every moment at LIS was a perfect one because we all have flaws and we all have weird moments. Sure. But I remember really blaming myself sometimes for not being happy. I remember sometimes having just an anxious evening or a tiring one. And I would remember blaming myself for just feeling this way. I felt really ungrateful. It's like, Marisha, you got you're you were given such an opportunity and now you're feeling tired. Now you feel like you want to hug your mom. How could you do that? But I think we should just let ourselves feel what we want to. And uh, now it really taught me this lesson that I should be grateful, and I am a really grateful person. But 
of course, not not every experience, actually any experience in our life, like not a single one will be fully perfect. And as close as it can get, it will never be fully. So just let yourself experience things and feel things because nothing's going to be always fully perfect. Yeah. And I think it's very realistic what you're saying that, you know, when you are away from from home as a child or as an adult, there are going to be moments of homesickness where you want to be closer to the family. And I think it's important to embrace those feelings and, you know, let yourself uh, uh, feel that in the moments that, um, you know, you wish you were closer to home. Boarding schools are usually... um, the students' first time living away from their families. So I think it's absolutely normal that the feelings that you are describing will be felt. And I think it helps that you have, you know, the roommates and the support system that you realize that at one point or another, you are all feeling the same feelings. Exactly. There is a support system. And I, without the support system, I wouldn't be even telling you this because it's not like I realized it myself. It would need it, I needed to have someone to tell me, Marisha, in everything you're saying, you have a lot of, I should, I should feel this way. I should behave this way, this way. And sometimes what I should do is just let myself be and enjoy what I enjoy, but accept the things that sometimes I will be tired. Exactly. Yeah, that, that is absolutely an accurate description of life. <laughs> Maria, finally, I can't believe we're here already. I've enjoyed listening to you describing your journey so, so much. It uh, almost made me want to feel like I could go back to high school and relieve uh, all of these things again, because, you know, you describe it in just such a lovely and fulfilling uh, way. And but before I let you go, I wanted to ask you if there was only one thing our listeners could remember from our conversation, what would you like for that to be? Um. I'm a really talkative person. So there are many things that can generally be highlighted from what I say, at least I want to believe so. But I think that the last thing I said is generally applicable to further audience. Of course, describing my ski days or politics or generally Switzerland as a whole is interesting. And I'm really thankful to everyone who made it to this point and actually felt interested by what I'm saying. However, I think that the last part is really applicable to everyone. That's a thing that I needed to be reminded of daily, that maybe, of course, it is really important to self-discipline because my mother would always tell me, and I think this is really true, that even if someone doesn't expect something from us, we should expect something from ourselves. That's a really important statement at standby, but also it is really important to have any kind of balance in it. So I personally need to be reminded and I remind that to myself every day that no matter how much expectations I put on myself, it is really one of my expectations should be to let me feel, to let me experience, to let me have lazy days that where I'm not going out or simply not enjoy something I was supposed to enjoy. Yeah, that's great. Finding balance does sound like the healthy way to go about it. Maria, I can't thank you enough for taking time to be with us today. Thank you so, so much. If any of our listeners wish to continue this conversation, can they find you on LinkedIn? Yes, definitely. I'm on LinkedIn by Maria Schuster. 
S-Z-U-S-T-E-R. That's a Polish surname. It might be hard to spell therefore. But if anyone would like to reach out, I'm more than happy to talk about any topic. And thank you so much for this conversation. It was lovely chatting to you. And I'm so grateful that someone made me think back to all of these amazing days I've experienced. Thank you so much, Maria. And if any of our listeners have any other questions about anything else they heard on the podcast today, feel free to contact me at carla at swisslearning.com. Thank you and until next time. Bye.